Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk women is Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Hannah George and I'm a screenwriter. I'm joined by author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. And writer-comedian Taylor Glenn. Hello. This is where absinthe meets arson, Negroni meets necrophilia, and Grand Marnier meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. So it's not illegal, is it, heroin? Oh, no, it's, a, it's illegal, Katie. Yeah. Right? Every kiss we do, Katie's like, the drugs were still legal. It was 1975. <laughs> I think of rich people. They don't like to be told no, even by a door. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Hello and welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. Uh, we're still in lockdown, uh, but we're still bringing you the podcast. And today we are joined by the brilliant Fortune Theme Star. Yay! 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 The crowd goes wild. <laughs> Fortune, we kick things off in the same way every single episode with one question. Have you ever been the victim of a crime? It feels so weird to be like, no. Um, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I was thinking about this and... I I I think I've just been very lucky. And the only thing that ever uh, happened was I had hired people to paint the interior of my house, and uh, yeah. just you know wasn't thinking anything about it, and uh, just left everything 
out and about and uh someone uh in the crew stole some of my checks and just oh. was like oh. writing checks for like a oh. month and i didn't <laughs> oh pay attention or realize it and all of a sudden i was i was like i checked my my statements when you know like a month later when the checks the copy of the checks come in and i'm like that that's yeah. very much not my handwriting because uh, <laughs> I have terrible handwriting. So if any, if anyone were to steal checks from me, no, here's a note. Um, I have <laughs> t- t- terrible handwriting and, uh, and this person's handwriting was beautiful. And um, I was like, oh, oh my God. I mean, it was thousands of dollars. And oh, wow. uh, that part wow. was not fun. So it, I had to, they had to, I had to go to the police and file a report and it's it was so weird to be like that's who did it but that was literally the only person that had been in my house at all um and so you and that was the only place my checks were and so you were just like oh man (laughs) what sort Uh, of thing did did you ever find out like what they bought or was it just the money that you knew how much they spent i they i they took they just wrote checks um to get cash they were just cashing yeah Oh, yeah, because it'd be so, kind of great if it was yeah. like JC Penny four ninety nine. It's a nice pair of I, socks. And the weird thing is, like, the banks don't. You, you kind of want to know, like, well, you know, any information, and they're just like, we don't know. And you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, they don't. They didn't really do anything. They were just like, oh, well, that was unfortunate. Yeah. And they they eventually pay you your money back. It takes a couple months, oh. uh, but. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the person basically just got money. Wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. How long ago did, was this? Did, did Not they... to, just because I don't know a lot of people that use checks anymore. Like, was this a while ago? <laughs> um, I'm I old love, school. I love this. If you Are you still using checks? Do you still I use sh- checks? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Whoa. Love this. <laughs> you guys don't use any checks? I don't even what? have a checkbook. I occasionally get one from my uncle for like 20 quid at Christmas and like he has got such elaborate handwriting and I love it and it's a bit like you know when Dali kind of like would sign draw a doodle on the back of a cheque so it was worth more than the cheques and no one cashed it I kind of I have all his cheques I've never cashed them so you guys just pay with credit cards or Venmo or yeah yeah yeah. there's a lot of stuff I can do online now but there's still people with for different services who um, ask for checks such as people who paint yeah. the interior of your house <laughs> I, I guess I, yeah I the, I paid them with checks but but that was just because the room that they were painting in the checks were like in a drawer ah. and they they just opened so they they opened your drawers yeah. and stuff yeah and uh did they take the whole checkbook just or a just few, a few checks like, out? They just, I, I yeah. think that, I mean, they, I think they took like five or something, but I caught it after four. They had one, they had <laughs> one more. You're going to be a brilliant detective. They had one the more. <laughs> but I, uh, I caught it. it just in, I caught it after thousands of dollars had been taken. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, and also I'm from... Uh, I live in LA, but I'm from um, North Carolina, and I still uh, have to pay for some services there, and they're old, old school too, like right. some like sixty uh, uh, year old people that you know <laughs> totally. are like Venmo. What's that? 
Um, yeah. <laughs> I think it's yeah. just more common in the U.S. And I haven't lived there in a long time, but that would my I'm not from the South, but my parents lived in Alabama for 15 years. And mm. my dad, like at Christmas, would always write me a check. And I always try to explain, like, I can't just go cash this in London because it was like yeah. the the Bank of Bama or something like that. And they'd be like, right. yeah, recognize this. <laughs> Yeah, my, my, um, I come from like a small island off the south coast of England called the Isle of Wight. And uh, I remember when my dad, I went to co-op with my dad one day and he was like, we got to the checkout and he was like, have a look at this. And he got out his card and tapped to pay like it was like the most amazing oh, thing. in the world. I'm like, Dad, I've lived in London hilarious. for like three years. We've had it for a really long time. And he thought it was going to blow my mind. It was adorable. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. What? It blows my mind that they have it on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I'm probably old school too. My friends probably don't have checkbooks. I, I mean, I do. I even do my own podcast, and I don't know how to work technology. People, people are like, why don't, why aren't you doing Zoom interviews? I'm like, I don't know how to. <laughs> I only know how to do them when people or someone else is in charge. So technology this this lockdown has been interesting because i have a my whole office is full of equipment from shows yeah. from my radio i do a radio show and my a podcast and then i do a lot of voiceovers and so they're all sending all this equipment because <laughs> we can't leave our house uh and i don't know how to use anything so it's been very i'm having to come up to date with the the times yeah. Which is funny because as soon as you came yeah. on the screen, because your equipment looks so badass, I'm like, oh shit, she's a pro. Yeah. We're dealing with a pro. <laughs> you are not. You're dealing with someone who had pros send her stuff. Because I'm also filming. Uh, uh, everyone's trying to be creative. I'm also filming a show <laughs> for some uh, network where I have cool. to tape myself too. <laughs> so I, I'm also in a uh, being in a, an AD and a director and filming so it's been an interesting time that's why it's been a little little crazy yeah. at my house. Wow. it well, is weird isn't it like yeah <laughs> lockdown just i've i've discovered like um that i have a yoga mat that was something i didn't know about myself and it had been like <laughs> under my bed for about sort of two or three years and then i strained my neck trying to get it out the other day so oh no they <laughs> just like well i can't do yoga now i guess that's me <laughs> you're like sorry i was thinking at the end of this though you can sell off all the shit that everybody has sent you and and that will make up for the checks. So sometimes, karmically. <laughs> yes. There's going to be so much home recording equipment on eBay after all of this is done. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end of um, this section, what we do is we ask people, like, if you had this um, guy or girl, we don't know who your de painter or decorator was, uh -huh. what, if you had them in front of you right now, what would you say to them? Like, I I'm such a wuss. I'm like, like, man, that wasn't cool. Like, you, you shouldn't do that. But then, I, like, the other part of me would be like, I hope like you ne needed it, like, and it actually right. that you actually yeah. like used it for, you know, yeah, important things. That yeah. I don't really have a problem with. You're like, oh, if he, if they really needed it, then okay. I, I mean, not that you want to get stolen from, but I, but if it's like, oh, I got a skateboard you're like well i'm not a that's not as cool <laughs> so and at the end of the day you know the, that a crime like that it, it is violating but it's 
trivial you're like oh money can be replaced yeah i'm 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 okay sure. and uh hopefully he just you know finds other ways to make money <laughs> yeah i mean like painting yeah. and decorating as well it's, quite, it's <laughs> yeah. relatively well paid if it's like yeah. a good, if it's a good person but well, um, there's a lot of pe- yeah. houses that need painting <laughs> <laughs> and also like maybe asking him to teach you some handwriting skills as well would be good he because... had beautiful handwriting <laughs> i would like to know how to do that. <laughs> it was always something i struggled with uh when i was like 10 i had to stay after school all the time because i had a very old sc- a, a kid an old school teacher in the south and uh she uh, cursive was very important of for course. her to teach and I uh-huh. had to stay after school all the time because she's like, your handwriting is atrocious. And I oh, just wow. couldn't get it. But you I've been to told s- that oh. um, you're a genius if you have bad handwriting. So there there's go. that. Oh. There's that. There I we like go. That. You win. <laughs> Do they say that to every child who has something like, <laughs> probably, I think probably. you're a genius. If you wet the bed, it means you're a genius. <laughs> no, that checks out. I just, I, I mean, I might have been trying to find an article that verified that for my kid whose handwriting <laughs> is terrible. And I just, I don't have the energy that that Southern teacher had. Because yeah. I'm like, when is she going to have to write anything? She's not going to have to write anything. Why are we laboring over this? So <laughs> Right. It was just like she's just too smart to write. The I think nowadays the best thing a kid can take is a typewriting, a keyboard, the keyboard um, yeah. class. Yeah, totally. I, Touch yeah, type. I had I had to take a typewriting class in high school, and so people to this day are like, I've never seen someone type as fast as you. And I'm like, it's a weird oh, yeah. class that my mom made me take. <laughs> Where you nice paid keyboard. off. Does she yeah. work for like Google? Yeah. Now? Is she like the head. <laughs> yeah. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Now move on to the uh, true crime part of the, uh, the podcast, and today concerns <clears throat> the mysterious death of the flying millionaire. The millionaire in question um, was Alfred Lowenstein, who was born in Belgium in 1877 and by the 1920s was the third richest person in the world. He was a bit of a Great Gatsby type character and he made headlines wherever he went. First question, what do you think he did for work that made him the third richest person in the world in the 1920s? 1920s. Um, uh, Oil. Oil, that's a good one. Um, Railroads. No, they were earlier. <laughs> um, alcohol. Oh. Wait, that would make him poor. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, not for the, those bootleggers. Belgium diamonds. Is there Char- diamonds in Belgium? Can you get rich off chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chocolate. Oh, I hope it's chocolate. Oh, I hope it's chocolate. <laughs> and like, or like Leffy beer. Um, he I've never fine. eaten Lowenstein's chocolate though, so I'm not palm, sure. Palm frites with mayonnaise. Yeah, yeah, with waffles. <laughs> Have we gotten all the stereotypes out? Because that's, that's what yes, matters. That's what it was. He was a stereotype. No, he was a financier uh, who invested in electric power and artificial silk. Oh, okay. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't see okay. that coming. <laughs> yeah, that was that's quite Yeah, sad. it is a, a very boring man. It was when these industries were just starting out, uh, very much the Bitcoin of their day. Mm. And as an aside, who do you think was the actual richest person in the world in the 1920s? Um, you will recognise the name. Oh, Rockefeller. Yeah. yeah. Am I right? Oh, my yeah. God. Is that what you said yeah, too, I was say that. I, But, guys, yeah. I nodded, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> I was we're all that. geniuses. Yes. <laughs> so Alfred was married to Madeline and uh, apparently it had high blood pressure and a bit of a temper. The relationship was not great. After the First World War, they moved to England and he started another investment business, uh, which was very successful. He owned many thoroughbred horses and even a castle in Belgium. But oh. this wasn't enough for old Alfred. And shortly before his death, he allegedly got involved in another type of business. What kind of business do you think 1920s? In England this time? England and the USA. Oh, well, what do um, we love? What do we both love? Cheese, fascism. Is it, does it have something oh. to do with flying? Is that, no, is it, is it hasn't it? actually, but oh. good instincts. Thank Although you. maybe it can. It, actually, it has a link to being high. Oh, uh, marijuana. <laughs> yeah, essentially drugs. <laughs> Heroin, to be specific. Really? For real? Yeah. Whoa. What well, is this? Bef- it's, so it's not illegal, is it? Heroin. Oh, no, it's a, it's a legal case. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. Yeah. Every case we do, Katie's like, the drugs were still legal. It was 1975. <laughs> Laws hadn't been invented yet, right? <laughs> Yeah. But those Um, railroads. Okay, so this is much sexier than fake silk. I'm just pointing that out. He's he's upgraded. Yeah, that's quite a diversification. And, I mean, this is the thing. It says, this is all apparently, it hasn't been proven, but apparently he made a deal with the gangster Alfred Rothstein to increase the supply of heroin to the United States and create an international drug ring in Europe. So... Yeah, quite the businessman. This is all just a little bit of background before we get to what happened um, to him. This is all because he was bored with his wife? (laughs) I mean, it could be... The high blood pressure could be all the heroin, I'm not sure. (laughs) um, Yeah, so one night... Alfred is flying from Croydon in the UK to Brussels on his private aircraft, the make of which it was called a fucker. It was that was the make. It was F double O K E R. So it, it just made me laugh. Um, there are six people on board: two pilots, his secretary, a valet, and two typists. While the aircraft was crossing the English Channel, Alfred went to the rear of the plane to use the toilet. He never came back. What? Okay. When his secretary. Did you say two typists? Typists, yeah. That just seems like too many typists. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you need two typists? I know we're coming full circle to typing. It's important, but what's he typing up on the plane? It does feel like one too many typists. Sorry. I'm sorry to interject there, Hannah George. (laughs) He just disappeared from inside of the plane? Yeah, well, what do you think? What's your, like, immediately? He was never, ever seen. Like, well, he was never seen again. What do you think happened if someone's disappeared from the back of a plane what do you think he could have got up to well he that film and and the guy escaped police in a plane and he climbed kind of into this the, is like talking to my mum now Katie. he climbed behind the panel in the bathroom you know he like got into the engineering okay. duct oh there's something. not been a film about this um, but i can give you a little bit more <laughs> no. information which was when his secretary arthur hodgson we're part of the problem because the secretary I always assumed was a woman and throughout the whole everything that I researched on this case they always referred to him as his male secretary like oh, <laughs> a female doctor or the yeah. way we say yeah like female it, yeah. scientist yeah yeah so basically yeah. um he hadn't come back for sort of like 15 or 20 minutes so Arthur goes to sort of find out what's happening um and he goes out there and discovers that the entrance door to the plane was wide open and flapping in the wind mm. okay so, I thought you weren't supposed to open anything on a plane. 
But maybe yeah. that's a, a certain height, feet up in the air. Yeah, they, they're low, there's way less planes in the 1920s. They probably don't have to go. I think high. it was all willy-nilly. It's the 1920s. You could hang out the yeah. window. You could smoke, Open the door. Do some Let's heroin. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just that kind of guy. <laughs> but um, I did anyone else immediately, because this happened to me, I was on a long haul flight with my my husband and my daughter. And I had been in the bathroom for probably 15 minutes. And my husband also came to check on me thinking something was wrong. But I was just being I was having trouble getting the job done and I was really embarrassed because he was like pounding on the outside of the door and I thought it was a stranger yeah we fought for the rest of the flight so I just I feel like Arthur could have given him a little bit more time that's all I'm saying (laughs) and also you were probably just trying to get away from your kid on a plane like this is also true yeah you were doing that that old parenting trick oh I'm just popping to the loo see you in 10 hours I ask for a lot of water I like to go talk to the attendants I'm like how's your job do you have job security do you feel happy with what you do can I get an extra coke so ma'am you need to go back to your children Taylor gets told that like all the time. Restaurants, parks, like you're like I just want to talk to someone that that's above the age of five. I love the idea that a six-year-old has great chat. (laughs) Great chat. Six upwards, absolutely fine. So there are lots of theories um, as to what happened to him on this plane. So the first theory is that it was an accident. It was a complete accident. And so on the plane, the door at the rear of the passenger cabin opened to a short passageway and there were two doors. So on the right, there was the door to the lavatory, to the toilet. And on the left, it was the door to leave the aircraft. That is a terrible mistake. Yeah. And those doors should not be so close to each other. And there should be a sign. Yeah. Even right. in the 1920s. Yeah. Exactly. Well, exactly. And but the thing about this is that do you think that a man could open the wrong door in the way that, you know, these days you have to really properly open a kind of do you think he could actually have physically opened a door up there? Well, again, my husband what? almost did, and I had the latch done, so like it can't. You can power through. No, not to the toilet. To be no, like, I know. Oh, oh, I, can't, I can't imagine. No, because every planes were not that different. Like they were still really heavy doors. He, he didn't. He totally didn't just go through the wrong door, did he? There might, you know, would you have needed a security key or something? Was there security in place where you ha- only certain people could open it for that reason? Right. Fortune, any um, aviation-based knowledge to <laughs> Well, in my expertise with 1920 planes, um, I mean, it, it depends on, you know, I think of rich people. They don't like to be told no, even by a door. <laughs> and... Door wasn't opening. I can see someone like him being like, "Ah, you know who I am," and really, yeah. you know, yeah, with with his short. Oh, he did. Yeah, his temper. Oh, yes. I'll show you who's number three in the rich list, bitch. Yes. But this is also like uh, the thing about the high blood pressure and why they thought it could have been an accident is because apparently with high blood pressure, you can start to get a little bit forgetful. And that is a side effect. And um, apparently at one point, he almost walked into the propellers of the plane, which. Oh, (laughs) but I mean, I I also know that in the history of heroin, it doesn't (laughs) usually end well for a lot of people in the heroin business. Well, yeah. 
That's it, true. It, there's met, there's two roads that we could go down right now. Drunk women solving crime. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Exactly. Exactly. So in terms yeah. of the murder road, what would have to happen there is everybody on board would have had to conspire together to kill him. Why do you think everyone would have to be involved? Heroin. <laughs> Usually yeah. money involved. It, well, it's more sort of like about just the physicality of the fact that this is a really small plane. And mm-hmm. if the door had opened, like, because you're thinking if it was an accident, he'd have to have gone out sort of like at the beginning of the 15 minutes. And if that door is open, it's going to make a huge difference. But everybody on board claimed not to have heard anything. Yeah, that, that is weird because that would be a la- that okay. would be a significantly louder situation. <laughs> yeah. And they all claimed that they didn't hear anything. Um, and in terms of the accident as well, apparently the um, accidents branch of the British Air Ministry took the plane back up in the air after it landed to test the theory of whether or not you can go out of this door. Oh. Um, because obviously, if you can, oh. then it's an accident. And apparently the way they tested it is a man from the ministry just threw himself against the door <laughs> and he could only get it open six inches apparently oh like in the air, in the air. like did he fall out who yeah. wants to be the one that tests that theory <laughs> you're like yeah that's God. a short Paul, this is your moment to shine <laughs> give it the shoulder because i feel like maybe he didn't put all his might <laughs> <into> that <laughs> Because the uh, result is... Yeah. Bye-bye. Exactly. And they said that <laughs> it would take two men to fully open that door in oh, flight. Right. Um, hence... So murder! Murder! Yes, exactly. It could have had a set, a, a somebody hidden on the plane that no one else knew about. They could have been hiding in the bathroom. As soon as he goes to the bathroom and opens the bathroom door, they jump out. And then that person chucks him off the plane. Well, actually, this this case has never been solved. So I think Katie might have solved it there, which is quite good. My other theory is that he was hiding in the panels, like I said. (laughs) And then when the plane landed, he snuck out because maybe he knew somebody wanted to kill him. Oh, you see, that's good instincts. Basically, you're saying that it would take two people to open that door. Yeah. Based on that guy trying. Yeah. Yeah, which feels fishy. But then and also, Katie, like the thing with hiding in the panels is that before they actually landed, at the, as soon as they noticed this had happened, they then um, yeah. landed on a beach in France and then they took off okay. again and went to the airfield. And oh. if he was faking it or he'd faked his own death, yeah. which is another big theory of this. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. That he's like chilling 
in uh, Nice right now or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That he just got um, got off the plane on the beach, and everyone agreed. Like, oh, let's just we'll say that. But what a weird story to make up. That's the thing, though. If he did fake his own death, well, he wanted to get away Wait, from his wife. We know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that high blood pressure. Uh, you know, if he's wanting to just chill on the beach in France for the rest of his life. I acted like he's still alive. Yeah. He was like eight, <laughs> 70 then. <laughs> Rich people, though, they, they last a long time. Like, thingy Rockefeller, like, lived until he was 97 or 90-something. So, I mean, there yeah. it is hard to, once you're in the heroin business, to get out of it. This is, yes. yeah, this is, yeah, this is the thing. I think, like, when That's you're that true. rich as well, I think there's got to be lots of people who would probably be happy to sort of murder you, including he had another business called International Holdings, um, which he opened with two men, and there was a clause in the contract that said if one of them died, total control would immediately go to the other two. There we go. Okay. Interesting. Okay, that's I mean, a motive. Don't, don't have that in your contracts, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> this is a really tough yeah. way to kill somebody. That's my problem with it. Unless they didn't throw him out, they basically landed on that beach, killed him there, then took off again. The couple of men opened the door and just made up that, like, he never was thrown out of the plane. Oh. Because mm. they, they, they could have left the door open as they took off that's... because... I imagine you can't close it once it's open. So if they landed with the door yeah. open. Oh, yeah. Because this is all just testimony from a bunch of people who have colluded. Like, everyone is guilty. So this is just the made-up part. Like, they have no proof that the door was actually ever open. So, yes, it feels like he was murdered on the beach. Because I imagine Which is my favorite just, drink. I imagine you just <laughs> murdered on the beach. A lot of grenadine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because you would land on a, you wouldn't be landing on a very crowded beach. You would land on like a, a secluded, yeah. no one's there beach. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. could also be part of the conspiracy theories that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Everything about it is, yeah, is fishy. Like also like with the accident thing is, uh, okay, so there was something on the door that makes you think this can't have been an accident. And it it wasn't sort of like, don't, um, don't open it or whatever. It was something else. <laughs> Can you think what that might be? It's not a big red thing saying do not no. open, but it's something that would make you think it's not an accident. Well, I'll just do it. it, it Did it have a bathroom? Yeah. This is the bathroom <laughs> sign on it. <laughs> yeah, that is terrible design. Terrible. Or, one of, or one of those, um, whatever gender, you're oh. free to use this bathroom. They were very progressive. <laughs> yeah. It, what it was, it, First it, plane. it's a window. There's a fucking window. In so the door? In the door. So he can oh. see that he's... If it's going to be an oh, accident... That's the sky Yeah, he there. doesn't think, like... It's so stupid. So had he faked his own death, you'd need to find a body. Do you think there was a body found in this case? Mm-mm. Doesn't sound like it. Who, that company with the claws, if somebody dies, the other one gets oh. it. What happens if there's no body in that clause? That's a good... I mean, I haven't got it here with me, Katie. But... <laughs> <laughs> You're like, can someone research that? Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> um, they did. They found oh, a body. They did? But... I'm shocked. Oh, when you said it was unsolved, I assumed there totally. was no body. Well, six, <laughs> 16 yeah. days later, a body was found by fishermen in France. However, Rothstein is like, he's identified in such a way that makes me think it might not be him. What do you think they used to identify him? 
Dental. Dental. Um, that, I mean, that would make yeah. sense. Dental. Um, like his watch or something. Okay, his wrist Yeah, was it like his shirt? Was it his clothes? <laughs> and they're like, only a Belgian would wear this ridiculous top. <laughs> oh. Do you know what? Katie was spot on. It was his wristwatch. His watch. Oh, my gosh. Nice that's, okay. that's ridiculous. Yeah, that they're is They're like, tenuous. only one person can wear this watch. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's it's really stupid. And the fact that he wasn't found like until 16 days later, that's I think that's just enough time for him to have kind of... Um, Decomposed. Yeah, I think that's the word. Yeah, that's the word. Um, yeah, so it's kind of... It's, do you think that that would, that would be him if they say, well, it was, his, it was his watch? I'm assuming his wife didn't get a second opinion. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you say that about the wife. Guess who didn't turn up at the funeral? Oh, she was in on it? The wife? Maybe. Well, you see, this is the thing. There's so many people that could potentially have murdered this guy. Yeah. Enemies. Yeah. So he was laid to rest, or if it was him, uh, the body, in a cemetery in Brussels, in a tomb belonging to his wife's family. Um, however, uh, his name was never carved on a gravestone or anything. Oh, um, that's not nice. Which, in effect, means he was buried in an unmarked <laughs> grave. So if anyone ever wanted to check it was him. Right. They couldn't find him. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. If we wanted wow. to start a GoFundMe now to have him exhumed, we couldn't do it. Get the DNA. Well, he was definitely murdered, but who knows? Unless he did fake his death and he and his wife made up and they're <laughs> chilling, they were chilling on the beach together in France. That's why she, that's why she yeah. didn't make it to the funeral. <laughs> Right. Yeah. She, she was with the real. Oh, what a nice! That's such a nice Ooh. ending. And his blood pressure just went way down. Yeah, all the stress of this company. Oh, she was like, like, I remember why I married you now. And, oh. Oh. We just had so much heroin and just felt yeah. like great. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's nice to have a, a sort of nice ending to one of these stories. Well, I'm sure he was murdered. It's just that several. It's hard to. Uh, pinpoint who who because clearly the wife was like boo this guy and then his uh the the people on the contract with him on the other business then you got the heroin business and and there it's not like uh i don't know a lot of heroin uh business owners who are above board um yeah (laughs) there's lots of fingers to be pointed there's so many yeah, suspects. Exactly. I don't know. I still think this is more likely to be a fake body with like the Stranger Things, like fake body funeral. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There is that. You know, he's either still dead, but somewhere else or he's escaped and that's a fake. Right. right. Yeah. It depends how deep it goes because it's not hard to pay a fisherman. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I said that like I knew, but like you could pay somebody off, you get a body that's from a morgue. I don't know if I were going to do that, yeah. for instance. And also, like, I think the guy is rich enough that he could, you know, he could literally have thrown a body out of the um, uh, out of the plane to make it look like it was him. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. But what yeah. was it, do you think, about this crime? So it was committed in the middle of the English Channel. What is it about that that made it difficult for police to investigate? Murky water. The jurisdiction of whose it is. Fortune? Um. <laughs> well, gosh, all my knowledge of the English Channel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I mean, 
<laughs> to be fair, Katie has got it spot on. It was it was jurisdiction. It's like the bridge. It's like yeah, oh. yeah. So it's like French police, okay. English police. Yeah, and it, in the end, the French police investigated it. So they went with one of these theories. Which theory do you think they they went with? That he falling fell out of the plane. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, did. I they agree. Went. Yeah, of course, because otherwise you have a. An investigation that's ongoing, right? So that's the easiest thing. Yes. I was explaining this um, to my boyfriend earlier. This is like the bathroom. This... <laughs> <laughs> but I was explaining the the, uh, the case to him and he, I was like, what do you think happened? And he was like, well, obviously he's kind of like come out of the toilet and then just thought, oh, I've got to air that out. And that's what he did. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could be. So yeah, th- to this day, it's still a mystery. Uh, here's to the flying millionaire. Cheers. Wow. <laughs> I have one more follow-up question. Please. Because I'd love to solve this while we're on the podcast. Uh, no, did they ever say, like, what happened to his money? Like, did the wife get it or... Yes. Who got the money? Who was the heir? Yes. Good question. Great question. Um, we don't know. Well, apparently as soon as word got out that he died, like, all of the um, stocks plummeted. So, like, everything that he'd ever invested in kind of just absolutely oh. sort of died a death. I oh, imagine see. it was the wife that got whatever was left because gotcha. i don't think they had children um mm-hmm. so she she was gonna benefit from it but huh but the heroin stocks they're very volatile the heroin stocks <laughs> drop that means that other company where those guys were in control that company probably went belly yeah up. yeah 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 exactly mm. exactly so it's like they didn't think that one through if that, if that was <laughs> them yeah well this but is close to the crash that's a, anyway right that's a good oh yeah 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 i think it was yeah when did that happen oh my god that could have fed into the crash if he's 29 was it 29 person. i'm looking at you guys come on brits you know history <laughs> when oh was my, my god. crash did he kill himself because he knew about the, the crash well, there was there was wow. theories that everything that he'd invested he in was have... about to sort of implode so there's but, but what a dramatic way to do it that's a it's a very twilight zone twist if like if you know a company rival murdered him but then the stocks were worth nothing that is a a karma twist right there another great drink karma twist (laughs) (laughs) with that citrus lift you like on the weekend (laughs) Um, but i think what we should do is we should we should conclude that yeah they were they were in a beach in nice somewhere i think i now I think he killed himself to avoid the shame of um, losing everything because he knew that everything's about to kill Katie. Interesting. <laughs> no, sorry. Sorry, what, what's our official line? I mean, Katie, that's the end of Titanic, but I guess it could have happened. I like that. Here's to a couple, a happy couple on the beach. Yeah. Oh, yes. Cheers. Drunk women solving crime. A listener has written in, and we're going to try and solve her crime. We're good um, at this, so hit us. <laughs> Yeah. It says, Dear drunk women, nearly seven years ago, my husband and I celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary by going away for a weekend to a lovely hotel in Ireland. It was a very nice hotel in the middle of nowhere on the shore of a lake and specialises in gourmet food and relaxation. Mm. Oh, that sounds nice. Is this Lowenstein and his wife? <laughs> yeah, it could be. It's all come round. His blood pressure was really down. And No, he, she says, uh, after a lovely weekend, we were checking out of the hotel when the receptionist asked us if our car was the red car with the registration number, blah, blah, blah. It was our car. She spoke yeah. in very hushed tones, so we knew something was wrong, especially after she asked us to come to the manager's office when we sat down in the manager's office he said all the wheels on your car have been stolen (laughs) 
just the wheels. wheels. So in the middle of the night, Weird. in a hotel in the countryside, someone removed four wheels from our car, leaving the car balanced on one block. Not like a block underneath every single wheel. It was just a block one. in the middle. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, Aoife is a professor uh-huh. of engineering, and she said that she was actually quite impressed by that. So that's quite... <laughs> that's, that's nice. Um, but she said that uh, no other cars had been done. Their car isn't a fancy car, and they oh. have no idea what happened. So it's not like happened. it had nice alloy wheels or anything. Yeah. Just had so wheels. Weird. That's very bizarre. Well, it must have been an engineer that knew how to do the impressive engineering block. Yeah, she had an enemy in her field. <laughs> yes. A colleague. She has a an colleague. engineering rival. <gasps> yes. Oh, my God. Did you ask her if she was having an affair? <laughs> <laughs> with an engineering mechanic and they're pissed because she's off on a romantic weekend with her husband yeah not to not to really take this down a different uh, road for our listeners sorry about that girl <laughs> no but we've got to ask these questions to be good detectives we that's have to right. ask these questions yeah. that's okay sometimes we blame the person that wrote in it's okay <laughs> it was you wasn't it was it the hotel itself? Because they're like, these suckers will spend another night or two here if we take their wheels off. Like, maybe they just do it every few months to make up for, like, their debt or yeah, whatever. The wheel plan. Yeah, maybe these guys were, like, bad Wheels tippers. on wheels, but in a different... That is a good way. idea, to get people to stay at your hotel longer. Just take away any means of getting away. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost too easy. <laughs> and so, Isn't did, that did like you say what happened from there? Like... They never. Found well, she that. said that the the guard, the Irish police, yeah. um, had a theory that Polish gangs were driving around Ireland, stealing nice alloys to export back to Poland for sale. And she said that she didn't think that was true, and just thought it was an excuse for not investigating the crime because apparently they didn't investigate the crime. And yet she was saying like, why would they be driving around the Irish countryside at one a.m. on the off chance that there were wheels to steal? Wheels to steal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is pretty easy to be like. Uh, well, clearly the Polish did this. What yeah. are we going to yeah. do? <laughs> That's their boogeyman. Yeah. yeah, these feel like pro-Brexit people. Yeah. <laughs> these hotel owners. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, so she said there was no CCTV at the hotel, so they couldn't check that. I thought that y'all had it everywhere. When I watch Broadchurch, there's CCTV. <laughs> nice. And every corner, <laughs> even of that town by the sea. <laughs> Although this is Ireland, oh though, isn't Ireland, it? they're not as on top of their CCTV. They're, they haven't. Yeah, <laughs> I just—it feels like something. Having grown up in the country, we did ridiculous stuff when we were bored. So I can imagine it being a group of of kids, those damn kids doing it, except for balancing it on a block, maybe. But they could have, if there were enough of them, and they're bored enough. Yeah, they just did it for fun, and they took a photo, and it's like a little. I don't know. People swallow Tide Pods. Like, this is less insane than most YouTube challenges. It feels like it could have just been a prank. Yeah, how do people, like, how hard is it to get a car, like, a wheel off a car? Because I know if I've ever had a flat tyre, I've always just waited for someone else to do it. So I don't know how difficult that is. I think you might just need a wrench, maybe. I have also waited yeah, for Yeah, you help. can get the yeah, the, thing crank, the crank, jack it up. Yeah, the jack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I was just yeah. thinking they must have been very strong teenagers ah, to lift you're the like, car. There was at least ten teenagers. They all <laughs> <laughs> picked up the car. They worked were like, or a car jack. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. 
it is weird um, that that was the only car that that happened to yeah because you figure like oh we got four and nobody came out here and stopped us we might as well yeah you know, four more yeah, baby <laughs> And also, like, yeah. doing, like, the shittest car in the car park. Yeah. Like, why would you do That's that? That's why I go back to my theory that they were targeted. Okay. Yes. Need to... Vendetta. Okay. So, I think, I think you're onto something. I think it's a jealous, I think, she's having an affair. <laughs> she's deciding which one to choose. And she's decided she's going to dump the affair guy. She's going to finally try and make yep. it work with her husband. Yes. And then the affair guy's like, I can't believe you're not mm-hmm. picking me. Follows him to Ireland. Takes the wheels. Wow. Hope so- that helps. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Aoife. Um, <laughs> and uh, hope you we solved your crime. <laughs> <laughs> you chose the right one. You don't want to be with the guy that steals. <laughs> yeah, be with the guy that's buying you gourmet food. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely no question. I used to go out with wheel stealers. They're the worst. <laughs> oh my god. Steal well, the wheels. <laughs> Now we've firmly um, solved that. Um, all that's yeah. left to do is just... Fortune, what are you up to? What, tell us what you're up to. Tell our listeners where we can watch you. And Oh, man. I used to, <laughs> my schedule used to be so full. Um, <laughs> I, I guess, well, internationally, they would be able to watch uh, my Netflix special, Sweet and Salty. Which is awesome. Uh, yeah, thank it is. you. It so came good. out in January. It's uh, my first hour special. And uh, it's out there to a lot of fun stories about growing up and trying to find myself and how I got it wrong a lot and uh (laughs) then I have a half hour special on Netflix as well as part of the stand-up season one so check those out um and uh yeah hopefully when travel is allowed again uh I will get to go to England I did shows in London last year for a week at the Soho theater that was so cool oh nice Um, yes But for now, stand-up is on hold, so yeah. uh, that's pretty much the only thing. Uh, yeah, because I was supposed to go on, uh, I had a, uh, six months of shows already sold out that were to oh, start shit. March 14th. Shit, and, uh, man. That's yeah. like, isn't that like be- when, right. Yeah, the night before I was supposed wow. to leave for the first show, they were like, every sh- thing's done. Uh, oh, but, wow. you know, we're at home and we're healthy, so we can't really complain yeah. at the end yeah. of the day so i'm yeah. just writing now and you know just trying to be creative yeah yeah um, what's your podcast oh called? my podcast yes i do have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> uh it's called sincerely fortune and it's wherever you oh, cool. listen to podcasts like this lovely one and uh i i known like on instagram i'm very silly I like do like I dance with ice cream. I do silly characters, <laughs> and so people know that side of me very well. So I'm doing this podcast where I'm showing a more sincere part of me. Where I talk okay. about we talk about like, you know, wait, some are very silly, but others are like very real, deep uh, topics. Okay. And my mom comes on a lot, which people really enjoy. Oh, my par- so my partner great. Jack, uh, cool. my partner Jack, does it with me a lot. So people find out a lot about our relationship and it's it's fun i love that she did she did the intro right on your um netflix special she was like oh give it up for my yeah Yeah, i love that i was like why did you choose to do that i just thought it was like a masterstroke of like is it because you talked about her and it was like yeah well because i um i filmed my special uh 
uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I grew up in a tiny town right outside of it. So it was a very personal set because it basically went from birth to now, and it followed this timeline of my life. And so it just seemed like it made sense to do it at home in front of this these people who've known me my whole life. And uh, and my mom is a, a big part of uh, my stand-up, and I tell a story about her um about me coming out and what her reaction was to it and so it just felt very full circle to be like uh here was her journey with that and here's where we're at now so in a way you in a way the special like you there's some things in the beginning that you might not think about in the beginning and if you once you watch it you think back because like i have a bunch of pictures in the intro and yes. you, you're just like, oh, these are cute pictures. But then it, when you watch, you go, oh, wait, that that was a picture of her swimming. Oh, oh wait, that was a picture of her as a debutante. That was a picture of her on a horse. But you have to, like, kind of go back around. I love that. That's a great hustle to, like, you got to watch it twice to really get it. <laughs> yeah, what else are you going to do? Watch it. You're at home. <laughs> well, on that note, I guess I will just say thank you for joining us. It's yes. been so oh, yeah. so much. Yeah, this thank was, you so much. That was this so was much so fun. Great talking with you guys. I appreciate it. I and think I'm so I glad think... we solved everyone's crime. Everything. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.